Um, I started last night preparing and getting ready for this, uh, and I tried every way in the world for this not to be a message because this doesn't sound like a revival message when I started studying and when I was reading and when I was going over it and when I was making notes. And then I stopped this morning and, and just got on my knees in my garage and just started praying and went, okay, God, now I see it. This is some of that more of that of your math and not my math. So, uh, Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 1. We'll read the verse 9 and go back and examine them a little closer. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses assisted, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. All the land of the Hittites, the great sea, toward going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For when you will make your way prosperous, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I have not commanded, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Let's pray. Father and our God, we humble ourselves before you tonight to say thank you. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Father, for without them, we have not a chance. Father, we thank you right now for this great gathering. I thank you for the wonderful song, for the, for the wonderful testimony that we've heard. I pray, Father, that your presence continue to be felt in this place here tonight. I thank you for the hospitality that has been shown by this great people. And I ask, Father, for your presence to, to, to cause us to see things and feel things that we just can't explain. Father, I thank you. I love you. And I pray that your word be spoken tonight. That you hide me behind the cross. Father, that not my opinions go out but yours. Again, Father, we thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Joshua 1, 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Don't miss that description and don't miss the magnitude of what Joshua is facing. Moses has died. Moses has been leading the children of Israel through the wilderness. He's gone. Joshua has been by his side. Now he's in command. Now he steps up. Now he's the one they're looking to. Now don't forget that every other day Moses had to answer some kind of complaint. 
Right? These people actually said, we hungry, we wish you left us in Egypt to die than to bring us out here to starve. Remember that? So don't forget, this isn't a, a, a great group of people. You know, this is an assignment that everybody was signing up for. Right? Joshua has this great big thing in front of him, though. He's going to get to lead the children into the promised land. He's going to be the one that gets to divide the inheritance. This is a great big thing that Joshua is facing. This is a blessing that these children have been waiting on since Abraham. The fulfillment of a promise that was made to Abraham is about to be fulfilled to the children of Israel. It's a great thing. It's a great big task, and it's a little bit scary, too. Amen? It's a lot involved in what's going on here. Don't miss it. Don't miss it because there's a lot going on where you are. It's great big laying out in front of you somewhere. You know, we get on our knees and we pray these little bitty prayers. We dream these little bitty dreams. Your God don't want you dreaming little bitty dreams. He wants you to dream beyond your capabilities so He gets glory when it takes place. When you dream little bitty, you don't see here. you got to dream big so you can pray big. Right? It's great big. There's great big in front of you out there. Hey, y'all have taken uh, four or five days here and brought five different churches together to try to spark something and start something, right? It's something that Brother Wayne, God gave to him and, and he followed through with it. Who knows what can come of this? But I can assure you this, if we pray little, little's going to come out of it. If we dream little, little's going to come out of it. But if we dream big, if we pray big, then when it happens, only God, only God can get the glory.
what? Go over this Jordan. Now, I want you to understand something. He's not talking about Richmond Creek. <laughs> it's the Jordan River. Now, if you flip on over to, to, to chapter 3, I think it is, you'll see an explanation. Do this. Let's just do this. This ain't nowhere in my notes. We're going to go there anyway. Chapter 3. Uh, let's just go down here to verse 14. Joshua 3, 14. Now, now Joshua's going to explain to everybody what's going to take place. That's why this verse starts out with, so it was. That's one of the connecting words. It means you've got to back up, read that to see what's going to take place. But what's happened is, is Joshua has explained to the people what's going to take place in the order of things. In verse 14, so it was. When the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan, with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water. For the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest. Don't miss that. That the waters which came from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away. Now, but not, not, don't miss this part though. They didn't walk up to the Jordan and it started happening. They had to get their feet wet for the time. See, the whole way they're talking the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, yes. And they're in front and they're going, Joshua said that we're just going to cross this river, boys. <laughs> and, they're going, and I'm telling you, it's a river. And, he's, and they're going, he said the waters was going to stand still. He said they was going to stand up like a heap. <laughs> and they come home and make the boys and cut them eyes and they step getting slower and slower. <laughs> and for a lot of people, that's time to stop because we've been praying and praying and God showed us what He was going to do. And we're going right up to the edge and going, God, I thought you was going, and we stopped. And you think about it, those priests had to get their feet a little wet. Look at what they would have missed out on. You think that Joshua had to arise and go. Yes, sir. He couldn't save the house. He couldn't do what he'd been doing. He had to arise and go. And sometimes you've got to go so far that your feet get a little wet. But look at what happened. The water stood up in a heap far away to the point that downstream they could tell it wasn't no water running in the ocean no more if you keep reading that. God did great big things because some people were obedient. People did what they were told to do. Arise. You know, your Jordan may not really be the Jordan River.
Jordan is the fellow you shave with every morning. Because I'm telling you, if I can get that brother to act right, I got so tired looking him, I quit shaving. Sources and resources. 
and he don't call us to do great big miraculous things. He calls us to be obedient and let him do the great big miraculous things. But we keep it simple and we keep it small. We don't get to see no miracles and go, oh Lord, God ain't in the miracle business no more. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He really is. He really is. And he has a desire to do those things. You know why? Because his number one goal in creating people was so that he could have reflections of his glory that weren't forced to be that. That chose to be that. What happens? He lets us decide. We've been messing that up a long time. A long time. All the way back in front of the book. We've been messing that up a long time. We don't make good choices because we try to do it on our own. We look at our own resources. We look at our own abilities. God wants us to do things outside of our abilities so His glory can be shown to the whole man. That, that's how that light gets lit in somebody else. Who are you keeping from seeing? promises of God is because you won't get up and go. Because you won't conquer the Jordan because you're scared to get your feet wet. Mm. Skip down to verse 5. Now, don't skip completely because I do want you to see how great this promise was. If we had a map and you could look at the description here in verse 4. In verse 3, he tells him, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you as I said to Moses. So everywhere you're going to walk, getting there belongs to you. And then he gives this diagram from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be here. It's a great big blessing. It's a big blessing, y'all. It's a huge blessing laying in front of these people. Joshua's fixing to be the guy that gets to divide it up. Verse 5. Now he's giving him these great big instructions, but look at this. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. You know, not only did he lay it all out, not only did he put him in the perfect place, but he made sure that there was no way Joshua could ever doubt that what God said was going to happen was going to happen because he gave him this verse right here. No man shall be able, never. All the days of life. As long as you live, Joshua, you can't lose. Do you know as God's children, you can circle that promise? As God's children, you can pray that. And you can claim that. And you can go out here and face whatever is in front of you and go, you know what? I don't know how. I don't know when, but God's going to get this. All i got to do is walk over here at the edge and get my feet wet. It ain't no telling what I'm going to see. It ain't no telling how big the promise is on the other side. But instead, we stand at the house going, God ain't in the healing business no more. <laughs> and you can name me 14 players off 13 teams. <laughs> but you can't tell me a dozen promises that God made in His Word. See, there's a problem with that. And we call ourselves God's children. See, we're supposed to not look like the rest of the world. We're supposed to not know the things they know. We're supposed to know things they don't know. Amen. We're supposed to know things like God promised me that no man. We're supposed to know that in the book of Romans, God called us more than conquerors. Amen. That don't mean you just squeak by. Right? 
Because the conqueror, if you'll think back to uh, David and Goliath, right? David was a conqueror. What did he do? He even in the head with a stone, run over there, pulled his sword out, and cut his head off. That's, that's what a conqueror You more than that. See, sometimes we just squeak by and think that's enough. What if he had just knocked him out? See, what David knew that day when he walked off, he didn't have to face that giant no more. He had some more giants to face, and he faced them, and we read about it, and some of them whooped him, but he didn't face Goliath no more. You know why? He cut his head off. He didn't just squeak by. He was more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Don't just squeak by. Kill that thing. Cut the head. You got plenty to fight tomorrow. Don't go back and fight that again. Cut the head off that thing. Now, listen, you done been told that no man shall be able to stand before you. You are more than conquerors. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. These are all promises that you can count on. Because if there's one thing God is, it's Yes. I would prove it. We can spend the rest of the night make sure the promises he made yeah. You can't show me one he did. That's right. Yes. Amen. Amen. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. Look here. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. What a promise. Verse 6. Here's what it's going to take. You to get up and go over that door. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. You're fixing to fulfill a promise. God can't break His promises. So you can bank on it. It's going to happen. So because of that, because you know that I've made you a promise, Joshua, because I, you know I don't break my word, Joshua, because I've showed you and I've laid it out, be strong and of good courage. Amen. Don't go in there with your head down like you ain't sure what's fixing to happen. Think about it. They cross over the Jordan, right? But they get to the promised land and they have to start fighting. Because there's people in their land, so they got to get it back. One of them places is a place called Jericho. In Jericho, they shouldn't have been able to do that. And they sure shouldn't have been able to do it the way they done it. They didn't have to do nothing but walk around it and be obedient. They just had to pray around that thing for about seven days or so. Now that last day, they had to make a few extra trips and, and make a lot of rackets. But you know what? They didn't go in there. Joshua didn't leave them people in there with his head down going, God, don't let me down. <laughs> right? He was strong and of good courage. You know why? Because if God said it, he's going to do it. Yeah. So when God tells you something, when God tells you that a unity revival, that a cluster revival is what this county needs, you stand up and go do it. And it can't fail. It can't fail. Now you step out on your own go You might get your feelings hurt. Make sure what you're hearing is the voice of God. I'm going to show you something. Because I can't get faster in my head, so I ain't going to let y'all get faster. Uh, Joshua chapter 
chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. They were scared. I'll show you something in verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, it ain't over yet. You realize that, right? Look what God says. See, I have given you Jericho into your hand. Stop. Don't go no further. Y'all know the rest of the story, right? Look what he said. I have given you Jericho. So how did he go and march around Jericho with so much confidence for seven days? He done told him. When he got there, he said, look, see, I done gave it to you. Now I'll have it. Now did, now did God say, okay, since I done give it to you, don't worry about doing your part. He still had to go make him certain. He still had to arise and go therefore over this Jordan. He still had to go fulfill his part of the deal to see them walls fall. But it was his before he ever made the first line. See, I don't give it to you. They don't shut it up. They scared death to you. Yes. So what is your Jordan? What is it that's holding you back? What is it that is keeping your church, your community, your family from promises that God made years ago? What is it? What is it you prayed up to and didn't pray through? What is it that you stopped just short? You just got up there and you went, man, they're my new shoes. I can't get in that water with these shoes on. Huh? Seventeen years of marriage and no children. Seventeen years. December 23rd, 2015, my brother passed away. That little girl lived with her, been there for nine years. December the 26th, we had a funeral, preached my grandmother's funeral. God sent that little girl home with me. December the 7th, 
time you've got to arise. Every time you've got to. Listen, and you can do that. You can be strong and of good courage. Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, he goes on to say, For this people you shall divide inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. He's getting more intense with it, ain't he? He's telling Joshua, this ain't going to be easy. I'm telling you today, it ain't going to be easy. You want to see great, big, godly things happen in this community? <clears throat> you got to be very courageous. Amen. Matter of fact, there's going to be some days you're going to walk out into it and go, ain't no way God's in this. But He is. Amen. If He told you to do it, He's there. Can you imagine what those guys was thinking when they're walking up through there with the Ark of the Covenant? Man, this is the most precious thing in the whole world. They don't even let people walk too close to this thing. They fish and go out in the river with it. People have died because they mishandled it. Right? Just, I mean, not over. Wasn't no heart attack. They just pulled fire. And here we are. We didn't mean to go out in the river. Sometimes the things God tells you don't make no sense. It don't, it don't line up with logic. But be strong and very courageous. And where you get that courage from and where you get that strength from is the promises of God. If God took, listen, Jesus looked at a lame man that had been lame all his life. And he said, get up. Yes, sir. And that lame man had every right to look back at him and go, I can't. <laughs> and everybody on the street would have went, yeah, that's right, he can't. <laughs> it's true. He could have. But because he knew who Christ was, because he knew the power that he held, because he knew he was Knowing them promises that are written in here. Yes, sir. 
And then he goes on to say, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. He said, Joshua, you can't fail. He's done told him, you can't fail. No man shall be able to stand against you. He's done told him that. Now he tells him, if you'll get in that law and you'll study that law, if you'll study my commands, if you'll study my word, and you'll stick to it and you won't get from the left side of it and you won't get off to the right side of it, you'll stay focused and you'll stay on that word. You will prosper wherever you go. Think about that. Look, it gets better. Keep going. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Listen, he wasn't telling him to study to preach. Right? Because he told him to not let it depart. Study it. Study it. You shall meditate in it day and night. It shall be the center of your thought. You know, I used to think, oh, meditate was involved in it, dude, sitting with your legs. <laughs> that ain't it at all. You can get up in the morning and get you some, some work. And chew on it all day while you do it. I have some days I have a thankless job. I work on heavy equipment. Bulldozers and backhoes and loaders and some of that stuff is just humongous. And some of the things I do are just thoughtless. I've done it so many times and think about it. I'm just popping bolts and I figured out that when I get in those times, that's when my mind wants to wander. And I'm gonna tell you it scares me some of the things. That I can think about. But I learned this. If you don't let it go to neutral, it don't start grabbing us. Because see, Satan ain't got access to your heart, but he got access to your mind. Yeah. He's got out there and whispering in your ear, and you by yourself ain't nobody there taking the care of you, believe every word of it. You'll walk away the biggest loser you ever seen. But if you'll if you'll find you something, if you'll get you a nugget to chew on, then when neutral hit and that comes to the top. That's called meditating on it. That's, that's meditating. That ain't sitting in a... Woo. <laughs> no, you can be doing what you do. You can be driving down the road. You can be idling your back road. You can be doing whatever you do and be meditating. Right. But first, you've got to have it. That's right. You've got to have it. That takes a little effort out of you. Let's keep going. This one went way longer than I thought it would. Y'all going to be putting me up there with Kevin and <laughs> I still got another bottle of water. How long did it take that to get in? I can't find how long. How long is going to be right there? I done gave you a platform. I'm in the wrong You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do. He didn't tell you to do it so you can preach, remember? Do not depart from your mouth. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. <laughs> See, it's one thing to memorize scripture and know scripture. I think it was Francis Chan that I got this from. They uh, <clears throat> said, imagine if you told your child to go clean their room. <clears throat> And they come back and said, Daddy, I memorized what you said. You said, go clean my room. <laughs> and, and imagine if she got some of her friends over and said, Daddy, we've been in here all night studying what you said. You said, go clean my room. We broke that thing down, looked at it in four different languages and compared it back to back. 
But he goes in the room, and it ain't clean. How, impre how, how impressed is that father going to be? How happy is that father going to be? But we do that. We do that. We study it. We read it. We get groups together. We get five churches together to talk about it. We have meetings on it. Who's doing it?
we removed a lot of standards. You know the story that our brother over here told earlier tonight couldn't happen today. We couldn't set up across the schoolhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Not without a fight, you can't throw yeah, you gotta get your feet with it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be strong right. and very courageous. <laughs> but you know what? If there's 15 people in that building, 18 of their mamas ain't gonna let them come. Yeah. See, the, the standards, y'all, the, 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 the household, look at what we've done to man. Just, just look. Just go look at TV. The last time I remember seeing a man being portrayed in a positive manner on television is Andy Griffith. Amen. <coughs> Along came the first instance that I know of, that I can remember, I, I just turned 40, I'm, I'm a young guy. I used to watch the show too. Him, the two man paper. <laughs> what was he portrayed as? No. A buffoon. An idiot. Then we got it over into the animated with Bart Simpson. A buffoon, a Now we've convinced this country that a man is not necessary to have a baby. Did that happen all at once? No. It's a slow baby. It's a slow baby. We're there. We're there. What happened? <clears throat> we didn't observe to do according to all that is written. See, we say, well, these kids today, oh, they the kids today. Oh, it's the parents today. Yeah. It is. It really is. It's exactly what they have. It's, exactly, it's all in our society. Somebody's raising them besides mom and dad. I don't know about y'all, but I go to Walmart and ain't nobody raising mine but me. I've seen some of them folks. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
You got to dream, dude. 